0: wish you were here i am here i don't hi i'm just reading some mail that i got uh got a postcard sent oh. to me <laughs> um yeah, it looks like it looks finally. like finally yeah <laughs> I just got it. So this is, uh, this, is nice. this is nice. This is from uh, from a distillery. Mm, what distillery? Uh, Journeyman Distillery. Mm. And uh, somebody, uh, some people were there apparently in, in, in Michigan, <laughs> and uh, a group of people filled out a card and sent it to me. Uh huh. And so uh, there's a big sign, obviously written a big message written obviously by a woman. Mm. It says, "Wish you were here!" Exclamation point. And then one says, "I don't." That was Michelle. Uh, Allie wrote her name with a heart. Uh, Andrew said hi. Andrew, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you said hi. Andrew. Uh, Gray gave me a heart. Mm. I can't. I don't know who that is. TFZ. No, that's my that's my signature. Okay, so what's this? That's my signature. No, I get the I get the J. I get the F. What's that? Uh, Owler uh, Oh, that's the Okay, got it. And then uh, who's who's that? Uh, Let me see it Bring it closer It's like Kevin It says Kevin
1: Wait who is that?
0: I don't even know So they That's not Allison Oh is that Alice? That must be Allison Okay Yeah but It looks like a K
1: Yeah I understand the A But Allison It looks like she's got a Y in her name But that's She doesn't have a Y
0: Okay So uh, yeah the You know Jimmy And all of his friends uh, Or I'm sorry Just a small portion Of his many friends uh, Went to this distillery Without me but um, they, they sent me this postcard, which then really made me feel nice because it meant they were thinking of me. We were thinking Even of if they're mocking me. They're we did not of mock me. you. Oh, no, I'm just saying, even if you were mocking me. We were not. And like throwing it in my face, like, nope. hey, we're here having a good time, and you're at home crying by yourself because nobody likes you. <laughs> even if it's that, you were still thinking of me. Speaking of me, my name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Julian Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. And this is Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. Mm. What is going on, man? Nothing.
1: I, I, you know, I've been sitting here waiting
0: for when this moment would happen. <laughs> it came in on Friday. Day. So that oh, would have been yesterday, great. as of recording,
1: yeah, yeah that's so great.
0: <laughs> it's so great. I saw that and I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on my dash so I bring it in in the morning. We thought you'd get a kick. I out
1: of did. It. I liked it very much. And then we're like, well, do we just do one, or we could all do one?
0: Okay, so I get like six so or you whatever get six of them.
1: <laughs> and then we're like, well. They're, the, you know, the company, the distillery is paying for the postage oh, and everything. Yeah, and I'm like, no, nah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. just, you know, yeah. that's overkill for no reason. Right,
0: right. Yeah, you don't want to.
1: Plus, then I'm like, how am I going to fill out a whole card? Mm,
0: do you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean?
1: Well, yeah, how are we all going to fill? Like, if each one gives you one, it's just, hi, Joe, Jimmy.
0: Yeah, we don't say hi Joe, you say something like ha ha loser. Why would we that, do that? That's what your that would that would that's how you fill it out though. No, we we yeah. no. Uh, we listen, I've you. gotten some horrible hateful messages and um, you know, mail from the time I was uh in junior high till today. So I'm used to it. It'd be fine. Well, we don't do that.
1: Okay, good. You know. Good.
0: No, it's good. I, I appreciate we that. We sincerely. Mhm. We're thinking of you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's good. You know, you were thinking about me last night. You asked if I wanted to hang out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I, had I, we had, could, had a last I, minute thing. I couldn't. I, I was already no. I know. Plans. I know. But like we had uh, all of a sudden. And by the way,
0: before anybody starts saying like I actually did have plans, I was taking my son out for dinner. I took yeah. my daughter's out for a movie. I actually yeah he did already have had plans. plans.
1: No. But and it was very last minute. It yeah. was like oh the kids are gone. Let's go out.
0: And was, what did you guys wind up doing?
1: Well, uh, we we uh, we went out for dinner. And uh, hung out with some with uh, another family, another couple. Um, but no, I mean, like, we we're thinking of you because I was like, oh, Michelle, we, you know, let's, let's go do an escape room. Let's go do the Bigfoot escape room. Right. And she goes, just us? I go, yeah, yeah. And she goes, <laughs> nobody else? I'm like, yeah, just us. And she's just staring at me. I'm like, you think I'm too dumb. You think I won't be able to contribute in this. No, but listen, she, and she's and she's, she's like, no, we have to like finish it. And I think with two people, it's just not as fun. I'm like, all right, no, no, no. And There's she, no
0: way she thinks you're not smart oh, enough to finish it.
1: No, no, because then she's like, is Joe available? And I'm like, oh, so you and Joe could go, and you guys could do it. And she goes, well, he he knows a lot about Bigfoot. It
0: that's comes, the Bigfoot room. It's the Bigfoot nah. room. She's
1: like, he's got he's got a lot of knowledge that's a bit of an asset here.
0: Yeah, a bit of what? An asset. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you think I said? I don't know. So, uh, so yeah, you didn't. Uh, so did you go? Did you go do the Bigfoot? Yeah. No. No, you didn't do it. No,
1: no, no, because no, you weren't there. All right. And because my wife thinks I'm too dumb.
0: Okay. Well, you know, it's not often that you're you're pegged for dumb. That's that's not common. It really caught
1: me off guard. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh we'll get a little humble pie's good, you know. I guess. Yeah. But I, I
1: was like, I'm, I'm I'm pretty good at these rooms. But like, if, why would you not? If think? your
0: wife thinks you're dumb, what does that make her?
1: Uh my wife is brilliant. For a Canadian.
0: She still has a Canadian email account. I was like, I I was, uh, <laughs> I'm like working with her. We're trying to get, we're trying to bring in a speaker for the. She's trying to bring in a speaker for the women's retreat, mm. and I'm like, so what email should I use? She goes, oh, either one's fine. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know your emails. Yeah, well, I just know you on. have a Canadian one, which I, I'm not about to use. It's embarrassing. Well, I'm going to stop right
1: here. What's the other one she has? I women's
0: even, the women's men one. Oh gosh, yeah. I was like, I don't even know yeah, about her like, second email. Yeah, but she shouldn't have the first one. Who? She's a. Why does she have a .ca email? And it's it's like Hotmail uh, .ca. .No, it's not. It it's, used to be. That. Okay, whatever it is, it's still embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Come on, seriously. Yeah. I I'm I I told
1: her to just get like a Gmail one and yeah. forward, like yeah. have that one forward. Yeah, do that. for Like a year. Out. Yeah, yeah. Fine.
0: Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I'm rethinking the whole Michelle leading women's ministry based on that email. <laughs> because, I just uh, like,
1: because wow. of the the Canadian aspect mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> <It's> very off putting. <laughs> You don't
0: have freedom up there. You know, I don't know. All right. So what movie did you guys watch? Uh, we went and saw, it's like a foreign film. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. a, like a, okay, yeah.
1: okay. Like, for, like subtitles kind of thing. Like yeah. a very, you know, like
0: well, uh, sophisticated. When, when I, when I watch um, foreign films, I don't even use the subtitles. I just try to learn the language. You know, that's how I I mean,
1: it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not even going to make fun of you for that. Cause I do that too. Yeah.
0: I, I love so see, doing that. See, you're not dumb. You're smart like me.
1: Yeah, but I, I try to figure out like, okay, what's the plot here? Oh, they said that kind of angry. They're upset. Now that works everywhere I go except Russia because everything. Well, that's weird. Is anger.
0: This is funny because we didn't talk about this, but no. this was actually it, it's it's a uh, it, it's a like, I think it was a Russian film. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's okay. called uh it's called Crick. What? Yeah. Crick. Crick. K R I K. Crick. It's Russian. It's it means scream. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so wait, hold on. You watched a Russian film named Crick, mm-hmm. which means scream. Yeah. But isn't there a movie that just came out called Scream? Yeah.
0: Maybe we saw that one.
1: So you didn't go see a Russian film. Yeah, you watched no, Scream. I, we went.
0: watched Scream. It was all right. The girls <laughs> wanted to see it, and uh, and so yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, people just talk through the movie. I don't get all the talk, and it's not like, and it's not like, it's not like, oh look out! Like it's not that. It's like. Oh Jamie's goodness. not texting me back, and I don't know. Like, oh my gosh! Really. Listen, I want to start ripping people's hats off their heads and yelling at them when they do that during the trailers. Imagine how I feel when they're doing that in the middle of the movie. Mm. Mm.
1: No, I know a couple uh, talkers. Yeah, I know you do. Your couple, friends of yours? A couple talkers mm. in the midst of watching something. Yeah, it is super annoying.
0: Now, the way because I've heard I've heard about some of these experiences, and it sounds like when you have these grown men, fathers. Yeah. Uh, when you're watching movies with them, they 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 ask you questions like a seven year old would ask you questions during a movie.
1: Which is ironic because one of them has a ten year old mm-hmm. that does the same thing, and he gets annoyed by it. I'm like, you oh, are that man, hypocrite. Oh, hypocrite. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like Nathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. You are that man. Yeah. What are you What are you talking about? Oh, How are you annoyed by this? You do this to me every single time, <laughs> every single time. And so we took like the families. We went to watch the the new Spider Man, right? Yeah. And he knows it annoys me. He sat next to me. And just like within the first five minutes was like, so is that Peter Parker? I'm like, no. Yeah! And I started getting upset. He just started like, oh, at least he knows it. That's good. He knows can it. Have fun it with just it. really bugs me.
0: So we got to talk about evangelism. You know, we're, we're gearing up for the conference, uh, the Reforming Evangelism Ooh, Conference mm-hmm. coming up on uh, February 20 I'm sorry, January twenty. Jan- I was about That's to say. Very soon. I was
1: about to say then I got the wrong tickets. You got tickets. us the wrong tickets, didn't you? I got you? us the wrong tickets. <laughs> yeah. The wrong hotel dates okay and uh, well, let's just go anyway and our, our
0: car booking is wrong okay so yes uh january 29th in burleson texas uh you can just check out the website doctrine and devotion.com sw conference for all of the details but uh did you get your ticket did i, I, I yeah mean, I, I got you the got email got the, okay yep. good you got yep. the email. all ready to go super excited you download and, the app uh is it the american app no yeah. i have to i have, to download, I have the united app but I got it down. Will yeah, the United yeah. app work on the American tickets? Because I know what's
1: exactly going to happen. What's going to happen is we're going to get there. And you'll be mm. like, "How do I? Where's, where's, you? And you'll say this. You'll be like, you'll be like where, I uh, 'I don't have the ticket. How do I?'" And I'll go, "Well, Joe, I already. I, I have sent never it to you.
0: in my life. And then once. you say this. Then you say mm-hmm. this. Ready? Mm-hmm. What's
1: that? See, I usually handle these things. Dude. I don't handle these things.
0: Yeah, that's your like. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't do this. How, I how would know? I know? So that's So I'm just trying. But to here's the thing. You.
0: I have never struggled with. <gasps> You going to let me finish? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Let go of the pearls around your neck. You don't have to clutch them right now. Here we go. Get a little I'm, I'm, I'm
1: getting ready. I'm getting ready for a fight.
0: I have never once struggled with check-in on a flight. It's My phone has always got the thing on it. Every flight I've ever done, check-in, no problem. So hold on.
1: That's, that's There's two steps here, right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about checking on the plane like you're talking about like getting like when you do the thing to get on the plane right before that no no the security part
0: you struggle with but that's not what you're talking about
1: I'm talking about yes you gotta show the thing before I, you go I, through
0: I, I have everything on my phone the only thing that the, the, the only struggle that I have is like you try to take me through your fancy rich guy stuff and I don't have that and you're like they'll just let you go on don't worry about it and then I get <laughs> out and they're like they yell at me get out of here you trailer trash and I have to go to the back of the line anyway dude I do that to everybody I love it yeah <laughs> No, it's fine, i will let you on, don't worry about it. Just, just hold my hand. he <laughs> does it? Jimmy makes me hold his hand. He's like, just hold my hand, and they'll, they'll think you're know, like we're together. So I have to hold his hand through the whole airport so that we build up a reputation. And then we finally get there holding hands and then they look at me and they look at him and they're like, mm, I don't buy it, and then they just say, yeah. So for years I've been telling Michelle, just go take
1: care of it. Get the get the get the stats. And you've been telling me the same thing. It's the same yeah. thing. And so like when we travel with all the kids. I'll do that to her, too. Let's just all go. Let's just all go. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And they're like, no. No, no, no. She can't come through. And so me and the kid, I'm like, all right, kids, say (laughs) Say, bye. Say bye to mommy. (laughs) Say bye to mommy. (laughs) Mommy, the line's back there. (laughs) Go by the poor people. Let's go, kids. (laughs) And Ariana's like, Bye, mommy! <laughs> oh, and,
0: and your wife's like, Oh, it's just like I'm back in Canada.
1: <laughs> but then I take her bag through so that she could just walk instead of oh, like it's very kind of you, know, you. I take her yeah. bag and go mm-hmm. through because okay. security for me is a lot easier. <laughs> well, some
0: people are uh, afraid to fly. Some people face certain like eye obstacles when we fly, you know? We have, like uh, sitting in the back. Like, so, like just not just being small, short legged, whatever. Uh so today. Well,
1: I'll be joining you. Oh, you have in, short legs. Well, and, no, I'm thinking like. Cause I don't have the American, st- I, I don't have the status with American Airlines, right. like I do with other airlines. You're just a regular Jimmy. I can't
0: wait. I can't wait. I'm gonna video this. Whole Dude, we're flame. like, it,
1: we're. I think it's row 29.
0: That's. I don't think you're usually back past 12. No,
1: <laughs> row 29. I, I, I'm trying to think like, well, um, when I came back from Vegas once, I I didn't even know there was like a a row 40 something. Yeah, that's where
0: I'm usually at. I was. There's 40 rows on but a the flight. But the nice, the nice thing is when you're, when I'm that far back, I usually have the privilege of boarding in group seven. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's <laughs> really nice. Man. All right, we gotta talk about evangelism. People are gonna get annoyed because we're just hanging out. This is not banter of truth. This is doctrine and devotion. All right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so. Uh, it, one of our recent uh, episodes when we were talking about evangelism, uh, we we alluded to some 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 fears and some obstacles and we wanted to talk through some of that and, and provide some solutions, uh, some answers or responses to these things. Okay. Uh, because these are the things that come up. So when we're talking about fears, we got a few listed. There are going to be others, but we're going to mention uh, four of them and we'll talk about some obstacles, mental obstacles and preparatory obstacles and ways that we can overcome them because all of us are called to bear witness to Jesus. We're all called and I think we all do want to on some level we want to tell people about jesus Mm. but there's certain things get in the way so let's talk about some fears and how we deal with those fears
1: sure uh i think one of the fears is rejection right Mm -hmm. as you're sharing the gospel as you're presenting the gospel someone gives you the hard no yeah like a hard no yeah
0: there's they, they 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 are sometimes rejecting the message uh sometimes they're rejecting you yeah
1: and so like it 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 there is that like I mean it takes a bit of uh effort right it, ta- it mm-hmm. does take a bit of boldness yeah, some confidence uh, and, and some confidence to to kind of put yourself out there right now our confidence and trust is in in the Lord and the Holy Spirit you know doing the work this is the gospel it's not it's not our work we're just presenting mm-hmm. what God has already done and what God is doing um but there is still it's it's in, in, intimidating
0: and one of the things that we I think have to get used to is that rejection is a normal part of life um uh, you know, and we, I, mean, I can make jokes about like you know, oh, like in high school, like uh, experience rejection all the time, like anytime I talk to a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the reality is, is it it it's supposed to be a normal. You're you're supposed to get no's in life. That's yeah. And anybody yeah. who's ever made progress uh, in their career, anybody who's ever found success in certain areas, know that the word no N-O, is a part of that process. That's right. In fact, there are people out there that do these disciplined experiments where they intentionally go into situations and ask for things that they're 99.9% sure the answer is going to be no, to hmm. train themselves, to get comfortable with it, to get used to it. And then they're often, I've never heard that. Oh yeah. The people are doing it on people do on TikTok. Wow, okay, and, all. Okay. and so, and these are people that have, you know, like there was one girl who, uh, was just, she went through a bad breakup and, uh, and she was really struggling with confidence and all of that. And so she just started going, she would walk into the fire shop and she'd go, Hey, listen, uh, can, uh, can I, can I, turn on the siren or you know they, they walk into these places and say hey fire co- shop f- what do you, uh, what do you call it you know whether the guys that fight the fire what's that called fire station that is amazing is it a fire station that was
1: amazing it know. took me a moment i was like that's a fire shop what is a fire shop they sell fire you know they do things there
0: <laughs> you, you got here's a Here's
1: birchwood fire. Mm-hmm. Here's it's good
0: oak fire. Chemical fire. Here's maple. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, I I th- I think part of, part of dealing with that fear of rejection is to say, okay, this is a given. I should expect people to say no. In fact, you can tell yourself this: I I am confident that everyone will reject this message unless God is w- at work on their hearts, because that's the reality. And so, if you know that going into it. You can say like, okay, they're they're gonna re- they, they they they're likely to reject it, but they won't have the opportunity to even respond to it positively if we aren't taking this message to them.
1: And I think that's that's really key right there because when I hear, you know, sometimes some people they have this mentality of like, well, it's not going to work out anyways, so why try? Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's not what Joe is saying. Joe's like, Joe's not saying like go and expect like you. Uh, I, I think in the midst of it, be hopeful, right? But knowing, like Jesus told us this.
0: Yeah, uh, my people point will is, is reject him. Everybody will reject you unless God is at work. Yes, and so, but so your your hope is like, oh, I can, and this is going to relate to uh, the the next fear. But when you when you, therefore, you should have confidence in sharing the message because that is what God does. That's what God uses to lead people to Christ. Is He uses your imperfect presentations of the gospel Mm, which then goes to number two failure failure but i think a lot of us are afraid to uh share the gospel to preach the gospel because we're afraid we're going to fail we're going to mess it up like we're going to get it wrong we're going to do a bad job because like moses we're you know maybe we we're inarticulate you know we stumble over our words um we think uh you know maybe we, we think we'll fail because of Uh, Well, listen, a lot of us think we'll fail because not only do we have maybe not enough training or whatever, or maybe we're not articulate, maybe we think we uh, we don't have enough knowledge, but also also, I think people think that we will fail to gain a hearing because of who we are, Mm. right? We think like, oh, well, you know, I'm not... In that class of person, right there, that I wouldn't talk to that person because I'll just fail. That person yeah. clearly has money because I can see their car. Which, by the way, does not mean they have money. Mm-hmm. It just means mm. they have a nice car. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people have nice cars, that have no money. Um, or like, oh, they're like, I'm just gonna fail because you know they're they're a, a different race or they come from a different um, you know background. And so we kind of talk ourselves out of sharing the gospel because we're afraid of just falling flat for a whole host of reasons, most of which mm-hmm. really don't hold up because. You, the only way you can really uh, take the gospel down from, how do I say this? The only way that you can mess up the gospel in such a way that God can't convert somebody is by not sharing the gospel. Like, like In other words, you're going to share the gospel imperfectly, but if you're sharing the gospel, if you're actually um, talking to them about Christ, however imperfect it may be, you can't fail if you're faithful. Now, obviously, you're not being faithful if your gospel presentation doesn't have gospel in it. If you're telling mm. people, "Oh, well, listen, uh, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life," uh, so just as long as you're good enough and try hard enough, then God will accept you. That that, that that's not the gospel. Yeah. But as long as you're hitting the basics, and we're going to talk about you know how to do this, like what you should be talking about when preaching the gospel in a future episode. But you can't. I don't. I guess the fear of failure is understandable because we fail in life, and we know that people write us off. Uh, but you. If you are faithful to share the gospel, however imperfect, however time—I mean, I've shared the gospel and messed it up royally over the years. Where it's just like I, that was a mess. I don't know how that could have possibly have done anything. But God uses messed up, screwed up presentations of the gospel all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, Jimmy has to stand up. What are you doing?
1: No, no i just just—I just got to stretch. Oh, just got to stretch. Have,
0: you got a notification on your phone. Whatever. What happened? Well, don't, don't worry about it. Oh, you, you got uh, slipping into a, too low of a heart rate. No, you okay. know, I'm keeping my streak alive. Okay, getting your steps
1: in. Well, no, I got to get my steps in. But yeah, okay, get my stuff
0: So, uh, what are like uh, what, what are some other fears?
1: Uh, I mean, well, I think loss, right? And I think in that one, there's that loss of relationship, right? Right. Yeah. So, because sometimes as, as people reject Christ, they reject you, and they uh, you know leave you. And yeah. they don't want anything to do with you anymore, mm-hmm. right? And so I think some people fear that. Like, how is this going to change the dynamics of the relationship? How are they going to think of me? Are they going to think um, that, you know, a couple things. One, sometimes uh, uh, sometimes people fear like, hey, they're going to not want to hang out with me because they're going to think I'm weird, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is we're going to be weird. The world, I mean, Jesus we're taught, weird. We, we are weird. Yeah. I mean, listen, we preach a gospel that God himself took on flesh he dwelt among us yep. he lived for us he died for us he rose and ascended into heaven like this is definitely something that is you, well, it talks about it right like this is folly like people to the world yeah to totally. the world yeah and so um so sometimes like we we think okay now people are going to treat us or look at us differently um so i think there's a dynamic that maybe
0: there's a loss in relationship yeah i think you know I, if if you've ever I'm, I think most Christians have experienced this, right? You you, you you can lose the relationship by losing any connection to the person. They can write you off. But you can also lose the relationship in that they now relate to you differently. And now, like, what you had before is changed. Like, you know, like, they're... That's yeah, good. I, I've, I've heard this from different people. Now, maybe this says something bad about me. I don't know. But uh, I, I hear a lot of Christians say, hey, listen, man, when people find out I'm a pastor or a Christian, all of a sudden... They stop swearing around me, and now some of them think that's really cool, and some of them are like, "I don't want them to have to change how they're talking. I don't really care." But people change up how they talk, and and it's like they start to be extra careful around them, and they they're not themselves as much. Now I've experienced that, but I mean, to a much lesser percent per- percentage. Mm. I very mm-hmm. I, I would say one out of twenty might be like, "Oh wow, Eddie, you're a pastor. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for the cursing, and I won't curse anymore." Uh, so it's, it's interesting you can lose the relationship in terms of its character, right? It's not that the person is gone, but like everything is different now. And now they're going to be more guarded. They're not going to be as honest with you. And so I get that that's a fear, but here's the, for me. Well, in fact, like, I'll let you go. I'll let you go first on this because I, I don't want to steal your thunder on how you deal with the the fear or the threat of oh, loss. Well, and I wasn't going to
1: talk about that. Okay. I was going to say I think also along with that, then like the relationship changing, I think sometimes we're afraid uh, because that loss, the change in the dynamic, because maybe we don't want people to think that we're treating them like a project.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And we don't. We're, and we're, we're not don't want to. Yeah, we're,
1: we're not. You know, like we shouldn't be. Treating them like a project, like a stat, like, uh, hey, I, you know, I did my evangelism this week. Right? Yeah, I got to hit my numbers. Got to hit my numbers. Um, but sometimes I think, you know, inadvertently people feel that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's on us because of the way we go about it. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I, I totally get that. And I, for me, like, my experience was I was converted and I was like Mr. Evangelist. I told everybody everybody about Jesus who would listen. I didn't care if they would listen. I would tell them. Um, and I wasn't good at it, of course, uh, but I did it. Uh, and I had many, many, many opportunities to talk to groups of people on like spontaneously mm. uh, about the faith. I would go to where people hang out and I would just talk to them. My friends and I would go. We would do this sort of a thing. Um, and then over the years, uh, I shifted away from that. And I noticed that like I became much better at building relationships with people and then valuing those relationships. And I noticed I was slow at that point. Once there was any kind of relationship, I was slower to share the gospel because I didn't want to lose the relationship. Mm. I didn't want to put the relationship in jeopardy. And it took God convicting me in very specific ways to finally come to the place where I realized um, it's worth the risk. Yes. If, it's worth risking the relationship because if I don't risk the relationship, then they really may not have the opportunity to hear the gospel. Who else is going to tell them? I don't know. It's easy to go. So God will bring somebody else. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know what the plan is. So um, is it, I value the relationship. I love them, but do I love them enough to risk this relationship? What's most important. And, uh, and so then you, I think you, you, that is for me was a, was a good shift in, in dealing with that particular fear. Is value the relationship, but in the end, it's it's worth the risk. Hmm. There's also persecution. I mean, some people are afraid of persecution. They're afraid of getting beat up or slapped or dismissed or mocked or belittled or whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know that's 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 a, that's a kind of rejection. You know, it's 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 a bit more intense. You know, it's not just a, a dismissal. It's a it's a bit more pointed, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know anybody who isn't on some level afraid of those kinds of consequences. That's a natural thing. But the, the the question is, is not like, oh, are you afraid of this potential response of, of loss in some ways, but this is where they're really coming at you. Um, are you allowing that fear then to dictate what you do? Because the, the call is to not ha- the call of, of Jesus is to not experience zero percent fear in, any of these dangerous situations Mm -hmm, that you might mm -hmm. find yourself in. It's what what will I do when I face that fear? You know, can I, can I be faithful? Can I, can I persevere through it? I mean, it's what I teach my kids, right? It's like Killian, our youngest, he has some social anxieties like I do. And I said, it's okay to feel anxious and and to to have some fears. Like you can feel that, but now what are you going to do with it? How do you manage it? Are are you going to be brave? Because bravery isn't not having fear, but it's standing up and doing the right thing, doing the hard thing in the midst of fear. And that's Okay. And it's the same, it, it relates the same way, I think, to, to the fear of persecution and with, when it comes to evangelism.
1: So then what are some of those obstacles then to evangelism, right? Right. Like we, we got the fears um, as far as rejection, failure, loss, and persecution. Mm-hmm. But what about obstacles Yeah, that because, stand in the way?
0: Because you could think of fear as an obstacle, but not all obstacles are fears, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, if we're talking about mental obstacles, I think there's, uh, there's, there's a few that come to mind. Um, one of the mental obstacles, again, this is not a fear, but it's, it's something that gets in the way about sharing the gospel is the mentality that I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And th- this, this breaks down into a, a couple of different things. One is I don't have enough time because I'm super busy and I don't have time to give to this person or to give to this cause. Hmm. I don't have time. I, I can't make the time. I don't have it, and, which, is, uh, which is an easy out. It's one that I know well. I have yeah, used yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's that, and the other, the other way that that takes shape is when we say, like, well, I don't have enough time to get into it. I only have five minutes. So, since like I don't have enough time to unpack all the mysteries of the Bible, mm-hmm. I can't therefore,
1: I can't take them down the Romans road.
0: Yeah, so I, yeah, listen, I'm only going to get through two verses. You know, we got Romans three twenty-three, <laughs> Romans six twenty-three. Like, when, then what am I supposed to do? That, um, by the way, that's plenty. Yeah. Uh, that that's plenty. So that not having enough time is an obstacle and on the one hand I think the way we deal with that obstacle is to say I have to create a flexibility and a margin. I have to embrace a flexibility mm-hmm. and a margin mm-hmm. in my in my life where I can decide I'm you know what I'm going to make a sacrifice here and give some time to this situation. You can't always do it. There will be times when you can't move. There's no room. Yeah. It's an yeah. important thing. You have to go. Uh, but oftentimes when we think we don't have time or flexibility in our schedule, we do. We just don't want to make it. We don't yeah. want to create it. Um, so I think we have to learn to embrace margin, learn to embrace flexibility. I, one of the, one of the pastors in my life, um, really pressed me on this cause I was so rigid. I was, I had a very tight schedule, a very tight way of doing things. And I'm just uptight in general. And he was like, you need to learn to flex. And I was like, yeah, but you need to learn to be a little more rigid because you have no structure mm-hmm, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But that was my way of deflecting because yeah, he was yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I needed to flex. And then when it comes to like, I don't have enough time to prepare or to share the whole gospel with them. Uh, well, you don't know. Share as much as you can. Yes. It's like, if I have if I have five minutes, I'm going to start to share. And if they all of a sudden, like, hey, sorry, I got I to gotta, I gotta run. I just got to call. And all I did was shared with them like, that uh, that the wrath of God hangs over the heads of sinful men and women and that we are going to be judged by God because of our corrupt hearts. Mm-hmm. And then they got to go, okay. Well, you planted the seed. There you go. And it's, yes, it's a seed of despair, but that prepares them yep. for the gospel. So yep. I'm not presuming when I start that uh, oh, well, I'm not presuming like, well, God will just bring somebody else. I'm saying, oh, God put me here. So I'm going to share as much as I can. And yep. if all I get is through the law and not to the gospel. Okay. Then I have to trust that God will bring somebody else or bring them back into my life to continue to share. I mean, I think another mental obstacle is when people
1: tell themselves like they don't have enough experience. Oh yeah. Witnessing or evangelizing, mm-hmm. which I mean, at some point that's true. You yeah. didn't have enough experience. <laughs> yeah. And so they think, OK, I'm going to mess it up or I don't know how to go about this. You know, I, I don't have enough reps. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you do what you can with what you have. And over time, you're going to find a better groove, a better way of doing it, like of a more natural way. And uh, it, it, you know, experience only comes from actually experiencing it.
0: Right, yeah, you're you you, you you're never gonna have enough experience if you don't start. That's it. You will never get there. Yep. And but that's what I, I love. I love reading those passages uh, in the Gospels when people's lives are changed by Jesus and they just start talking. And sometimes he's like, hey, knock it off, okay? Mm. I don't wanna draw attention to myself right now. I'm trying to be chill, Dude, <laughs> yes. shut up. Don't call me the Christ in front of everybody. Don't do that. I don't know if he said shut up. Well, in the Greek. In the Greek? Yeah, mm-hmm, uh, shateo. Uh, <laughs> I, I it, it it's like hey, let's be quiet. Like this is I and but it's like I it's really hard for me not to just say what I know. Yeah, just kind of throw like, it out there. Like, all I know is Jesus came up to me. I was blind. Now I see. And now I can see everything. That's behold, all I know. Behold the servant of the Lord. Like it's just you you share what you can. So yeah, the not enough experience thing. We all get it, but. Yeah. You know, no, listen. Who has enough experience? Yeah. Really. I mean, you, you, you talk really. to the to seasoned evangelists, and yeah, they, they would say, "Well, I got plenty of experience. I know how to do this." But ask them if they're perfect. Mm. They're going to say, "Well, no. Of course not. No, yeah. I, I still, I still mess up." So you're not going to have enough experience. I, I think another mental obstacle is that some people get caught up in guilt and they think like, I don't have enough purity. Like I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a, not a good example. I'm not a good Christian. Yeah. So how could I talk to somebody about I'm such a hypocrite? Yeah. Look I at,
1: struggle. Yeah. I lack faith. Mm-hmm. I despair.
0: Yeah. I, I've, I've had people say like, well, I'm just, you know, listen, th- those guys hear me cuss up a storm when I'm in a bad mood. So how can I tell them about Jesus? And it's like, well, first of all, um, yeah, whatever your sin issues are, people are going to see those if like if you have any kind of relationship with people, they're going to see your sins, and your your um your faith is not about how good you are, but about how good Jesus is. That's right. It's not about That's your right. righteousness; it's about His righteousness. And you care about righteousness, and you want to be righteous, and you're striving towards that, but by faith. But uh, but no, do you you, see, do you think you're not pure enough? The truth is, because of the work of justification. You are pure enough. Mm. You've been purified. You've been forgiven of your sins. You've received the righteousness of Christ. And so now as God's purified vessel before him, you are holy and blameless. You are in, equipped and empowered to share this message. So, and I, and, that. And I think I your that. your current ongoing sins actually highlight your need for Jesus. Yes. Like, yeah, I, I I talk about a savior that I need, not just that you need. Yeah, we're like, in we, this together. Yeah, look at you. Who are you to tell me about Jesus? Yeah, I'm worse than you. Yep. that's the Yeah, that's the point. If Jesus can save me, he could save you. Yeah, okay. What do you, what's going on? What are you looking at? I just saw people showing up. You're so up. distracted.
1: Well, first, I was looking at my, my, my boots. I buy Chelsea boots, but yeah, it just doesn't matter.
0: Chelsea's boots? Chelsea boots. What, what gold are, gold why gold. are they named after a woman? Why are you wearing women's shoes? Anyways. Let me see your boots. Let me see. Why? I want to see. You're talking about these boots now. I want to see them. Oh, I like those. they yeah. chuk- like Chucka's. Okay.
1: You know? Yeah. Eh, yeah. A little slightly different, but yeah. What's you're the
0: right. difference? What's it? Well, define Chucka? Uh, you don't know.
1: Uh, first of all, you're not gonna come at me with shoes. Okay, define it. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna play your game. Yeah, you can't do it. No, that's I, I what it is. Yeah. I can't do oh, it. Oh really?
0: I can't do it. There's no, no Google. Let's go. No, I'm not gonna Google. My hands are here. Okay. My yeah. hands are here. Yeah. You know
1: what, Joey? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna play your game. Okay, you're not gonna that, do this three. You're not gonna do this that, to This is, me. This is how you back this. out of, no, no, of a challenge. I'm not gonna back out. But you it has to do with the length here.
0: No that no that's a chukka. That's not a chuka. Yeah it is. It's not it's not a It's not a Nope, Not a chucker. Google it. I can tell you what a Chukka is. Go ahead. A Chukka Ch- is a pull up boot that you don't have to tie uh, and it can be a so low is, top or a high top. So is Chelsea. Chelsea is a, a brand. Isn't no, Chelsea a brand? No, it's a Chelsea,
1: it's, che- oh darn it. Chelsea. I almost, I almost
0: knocked this thing over. I, so, okay,
1: <laughs> I almost pulled the the uh, thing over.
0: Okay, Chelsea, Chukka, and nobody cares about this. We'll look it up all and then we'll settle it on the next episode. All right, so you're wrong. I am right. See, right. I, I love how you deflected that. We'll talk about later, <laughs> I'm, but I'm right, you're wrong.
1: All right. Well, we talked about mental obstacles, mm-hmm. right? Not of time, not of experience, uh, the feeling of not enough purity. But, w- but there's also preparatory obstacles, right, right? Right. Right. Like neglecting prayer, that
0: that does become an
1: obstacle. It is to like evangelism going in cold. Yeah. Right. Like, and you know, because we don't know when those opportunities are going to arise, right. we must constantly be prepared by prayer mm-hmm.
0: to pursue the position and the promulgation of proclaiming the gospel yeah there you go see (laughs) and i I, how does prayer how does prayer prepare you Mm -hmm. prepare you (laughs) how does prayer prepare somebody for evangelism or how does not praying how does that become an obstacle well i think i think two ways one i think prayer
1: really highlights and and gives us this posture of dependence upon God. Yes. Right? That's so, I, I think
0: that's the for me we didn't talk about this. That's that's the biggest one for me personally.
1: Yeah, it's this posture of this dependence upon God that even as I go about uh in proclaiming his gospel, it's only by his power and the opportunities that he gives, yeah right? So there's this this already this dependence that it's mm. not in you know my oratory skills or it's not in how how i can kind of uh work this out and, and convince the individual but it's only by the power of the holy spirit so it already establishes this posture of dependence on on the holy spirit that's good uh, but i also think second it gives us an awareness then right right because if you're praying for it you're more likely to recognize the opportunities that god is presenting for you to
0: walk in that. Right. Mm. So, I mean, if you're not, if you're not praying, you're not dependent is what you're saying. And if you're, and if you're not praying, you're not aware, like you're not oriented. You're not, yeah. You're not. Yeah. 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 And so, um, so it, the, the obstacle then is like our own in ignorance and indifference. Um, and I, yeah, so I, I, I agree, uh, Neglecting prayer is a big one. I would also say another obstacle that is, a, I, I guess it would qualify as preparatory, is you don't have any non-Christian relationships or friends. Yeah. And everybody's going to have different levels of this, right? I know Jen really didn't have non-Christian friends until she, she started going to the gym and joining jujitsu. Mm. Then she had all these non-Christian friends, and she yeah, thought this all was these super guys cool. wanted to get to know her. It's really weird.
1: They just you know just like, become how come, friends.
0: How come it's all dudes? What's that all about? <laughs>
1: Dude, I love that we just set each other up without even skipping a beat.
0: <laughs> there's a there's a couple of ladies in there too, um, so yeah, it's 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 funny because like if you don't. You have to, most people have to create the environment or find the environment to step into where I'm going to have these yes, relationships. Yes. Yes. Now, yes. Now it can be at work for a lot of people. Uh, but like if you don't work in a secular environment, then you really have to go out of your way to, to, yeah. to find that. So yep. gotta have some non-Christian friends, look for opportunities, join a bowling league, book club, uh, hang out at the local coffee shop, strike mm. up conversations, get to know some people, but find a way to connect with non-Christians, uh, If you don't have those relationships, if you're not in an environment where you can meet people like that, then that's an obstacle to sharing the gospel.
1: And I'm sure there's more. But uh, for our time today, I think, you know, uh, the final way, the final obstacle uh, in preparing and not being prepared, I Mm -hmm. guess, is really no basic training. Yeah. and And This is not just on you. This is actually on the local church. 100%. This is on the local church. Uh, We should be. As pastors, as ministers, uh, we should be preparing our people and shepherding them in how to witness and how to evangelize and, you know, uh, to be reaching out to mm-hmm. uh, to their uh, uh, to those that God has brought uh, into their lives. Yep. Right. And I think this is where I think I'm not trying to do a soapbox, thing, but I think this is where a frustration I feel and a conflict I feel where often we're satisfied as leaders with numeric or growth, right? But it's more transfer growth. It's someone leaving another church or moving into the area, right? Where what really excites, it should be like driving us is this growth not because of numbers and giving, but because that numbers is a reflection upon the evangelism that are, that God's people are doing in the community yeah. that God has placed
0: us in, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's where I get excited for it. Yeah, we, we, sh- we should be uh, excited, motivated, enthusiastic about it. And listen, for as, we're always going to say, anybody can share the gospel if you've been born again you can share what you know, but that doesn't mean you don't need to be trained. We do. We need to be taught. We need to be taught how to pray. Uh, we need yes. to be taught how to share the gospel, and that's and that's you know that's I think pretty fundamental, right? We we believe in that, and that's why we're doing the conference uh, reforming evangelism. That's why we're talking about this stuff today. Um, we want to encourage you guys like let this be the year where we all and i'm speaking about me and jimmy but all of us let's let this be a year where we all really rekindle a passion for telling people about jesus Mm. let's be more passionate about articulating the gospel than we are articulating our political opinions uh our social commentary let's be really excited about this fundamental mission that god has given the church
1: well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, Dr. Fortune.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blaster at the store, joefostore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we've got that all access exclusive content. We got Banter of Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom Monday through Friday. Head on over to DrFortune.com slash all access to sign up today later wood wood